I love the final upload download where he's talking about um, upload a child with no mother, a child with no father. I think that that really kind of sums up the entire theme of the song. Um, I don't really like the whole dissing evolution because I'm a big supporter of evolution. And his take on it is a bit wrong, really. He says, you see a rock on the shore and you, you say it's already there. Well, that, that's not what evolution says at all. There's cause, cause and effect and that's how, that's how things get there. Welcome to the Peach and Black Podcast. Your central place to hear unofficial news and intelligent discussion on all things happening in the Prince world. Featuring the hosts, MC. He's going for gold in this track. The captain. If anyone knows me, I love 80s classic rubbish pop. Player. It's kind of interesting where he was at that point in any life. OJ. The word I've got here circled is sap. It's just savvy. And other special guests. Oh, I love it. We are here. Where are you? <laughs> Welcome back to the Peach and Black podcast. We are here. Where are you, listeners? Hopefully, listening to us. Uh, back again with another show with the panel. Introducing to you from left to right, player. Yep. Captain. Why? <laughs> and Mr. Toe Jam. I'm here. Hello. All right, we're all back, back again for another, another week, another show, uh, another funky episode coming to you from the land down under, located near the Sydney Opera House, where we're hoping <laughs> <laughs> our favourite artists might be doing some classical inspired shows at some point in the future. Just like a little pl- going to play there. Plug there. Um, yeah. So anyway, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. All right, we've got a few things to talk about, um, just some random bits and pieces, uh, and we'll, we'll go straight into it. Uh, something that we haven't discussed so far is uh, a, I don't even know if you could call it a single, but a sports anthem, is that fair? <laughs> Purple and gold. Purple and mold. Purple and <laughs> <laughs> Full and gold, the track. Uh, we haven't really talked about it. I, I don't have too much to say about this song uh, other than um, it. Uh, I think that it, you know, it's it's not to be taken too seriously. It's not meant to be taken too seriously, uh, and it, it was just kind of, I assume, written as a quote-unquote sports anthem, I don't really like the song that much. I don't know what your thoughts are, everyone. <coughs> Go, Terji. And the silence is deafening. <laughs> well, I mean, what what can you say about it? Uh, it's just a, a sports anthem attempted. Uh, and it's, you know, I... I People are out there slamming it, and it's like, well, it's just a silly little sports anthem. What, what's there to slam about? Mm, um, it's not as if it's opening the new album or anything. That's right. Well, we hope not, so. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but, um, yeah, you know, there's, there's some nice little bits in there, like, arrangement-wise with the guitar, and you know, so, but it's just so cheesy. It's just hard to take seriously. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Sheila E., there was obviously something that Sheila E. just... I don't know, I don't, I'm not an expert on American football, but her team obviously beat the Vikings, and then she posted a video uh, dressed as Prince. That was hilarious. That was hilarious. So, like, you know, obviously this whole thing's just a bit of a fun joke between, you know, 
his crew. So, mm. fair enough, why not? Yeah, I, I think it's a complete joke as well, and it's just... It's really funny sometimes reading or hearing people's response. Like people really take it to heart, you know, and they're like, yeah. oh, this is terrible. This is the worst thing I've ever heard. And all this kind of, it's just, it's ridiculous. You know? I love it how you did just, that in just, American just, accent too. Just, <laughs> just, you know, everyone just take, chill out, have a, have a break. Um, but I think, I think where people sort of got a bit um, upset by it was it was promoted as a fight song. So you, you think like the song's pretty like an aggressive song or a rocking song or something pretty upbeat, and then it comes out with this little fancy little thing. I don't know. It's, it's a, <laughs> I mean, it's a cool song. Like like Take It Jen said, there's it, there's moments in there that has quite interesting arrangements in it, but as a whole, it just doesn't really do anything. It's the um, it's the wedding feast of this decade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. And and really, I mean, it's um, I I don't know that we'll ever hear from it again. You know, it's probably just one of those things that was put. It's like cyber single or something. You know, it's just it's put out and then forgotten about. Just a little tiddlywink. But I love but, the way everyone's saying, "Oh, because they obviously lost the next match." Apparently, yeah. It was oh, he jinxed them. He jinxed them. So maybe he did. <laughs> Who knows? Um. So yeah, that's that. that Happy to put purple and gold aside. Uh, no, no, so, I haven't told no, you how no. great it is yet. Okay, go. <laughs> it's not that Obviously great. Obviously, you're joking. It's not that great. My, well, look, this is from the man who brought, you know, who brought us. The I, I, I like more the morning after more than we colonized mine. So anything could come out of your exactly. mouth. Captain, raise every voice and let it be known. It's how just you feel about the purple and gold. <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> Here we go. No, for what it is, and that's. It's a it's a sports it's an anthem thing. I'm just gonna repeat what everyone else said. But what player said was my main problem with this song. But it's not with the song. It's with the way it was promoted was a fight song when it's so obviously not a fight song. Mm. How could anyone listen to that and go, "Oh, that's a fight song"? I mean, you, you, oh, I won't say what I was gonna say, but you must have rocks in your head <laughs> <laughs> to put it politely. Um, that's all right. You don't need to put it politely. You're on the Peach it. and Blake podcast. It doesn't matter. I probably I haven't listened to it since it came out. I just listened to it just before this show. And it, I'll just repeat Toe Jam. It's got some nice little guitar and earth stuff in it, but I won't listen to it much, if ever again. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's, it's what it is, and... You know, it's not it's not the lead single off the next album. We we, we hope. hope. So <laughs> so fine. I mean, you don't have to just slam it to hell and just say it's the biggest load of crap he's ever done. Because I could list five songs uh, worse than that. Mm. Not a problem. Uh, I was reading online though. A lot of fans were saying this is the last straw. Like they sort of held with him like all these years, and then just going nah, after this, this is it. Like. They're just going into they, the they sat, through, they, they sat through their first year of lotusflower.com and then yeah. this track was just a slap in the face. Yeah, it was just it yeah. broke the camel's back. It's well, like, that, 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 that's fine. That's just that's just a few more people less in the queue when we line up for tickets when he tours down under in Australia again. That's fine. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, God, don't get me. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> just quickly on the Opera House again... Um, Prince at the Opera House, wow! But also, player, where do we, 
player, when we did the review, you mentioned that purple plush carpet. Yes. And I was I was there the other week. Um, actually, I was there uh, very recently. I saw the Wayne Shorter Quartet perform an, an un, unreal set, just unbelievable. Uh, and I just quickly got to give a shout-out to Brian Blay, John Patitucci, and Danilo Perez, which are the other three guys that played with him. And obviously Wayne Shorter, an amazing night, and just a world-class... Uh, a transcendental freeform jazz unbelievable but before the gig I went to the back and I saw that purple plush and I actually took a photo of it I might put it up one day uh, maybe as an inspiration to, to Prince and his band members <laughs> when they see it. it it really is just you know regal yeah it's regal yeah. it's it, it's it's, <laughs> it's it's definitely um, yeah definitely purple plush yeah. with a capital P and it's awesome it just I was walking down those steps um, and I was thinking oh man wow that would be crazy you just know, imagine a, playing at such a and it's and it's not a huge place so everyone would have a great view oh, orchestra symphony I wish Michael Kamen was still alive and he could and he could conduct the whole thing that would be unbelievable but anyway um, going on to uh, are we finished purple and gold uh, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll take it off everyone's hands and, uh, and phase into seg, segue into uh, cause and effect. And, and I'll just say to two people on Twitter, Rafi Animates and Charles Lazarus, they both asked, when are we going to discuss cause and effect? The answer is right now. <laughs> Perfect. All right. We've, we've answered some questions. Uh, <laughs> and that's, that's it. We've, we've done the questions now. That's it. Yeah, we're that, that, was the, that was the question and answer part. <laughs> Our new segment on the Peter Blake podcast. Um, now that that's out of the way, uh, let's talk about the song uh, that was released. It was released um, on a via... In, yeah, I mean, not... For, for us in Australia, it was obviously like as a stream, an online stream, and uh, in the US or if you're in Minneapolis, it would be on the on your radio station on your local dial. Um, yeah, it was like twenty to one in the morning in Australia. Yeah, it was crazy. Mm. It was crazy. And I think we, uh, it's just about to have the European premiere as well, or that might have just passed. I don't know. Okay. Um, well, let's get straight into it and and just talk about the song, our thoughts and and comments that people have and everything. Um, Anyone want to? Anyone passionate enough about this this track and and the sounds etc. That they want to just take it off my hands? Go, Cabo. <laughs> no, I'm not first. Okay, well, <laughs> no one wants to take it off my hands, so I'll start off the cause and effect review. Um, uh, what do I say? When I first heard it, I was surprised. That's that's the main thing that comes to mind. I didn't know what to expect, so obviously I was surprised. You know, regardless of what it was going to be and um, what it would sound like, and I really had to listen to it um, more than once. Uh, in fact, I, I, I really, I, I just killed it to death. I, I've played this song, um, I don't know how many times. On Lotus Flower, streaming it on Lotus Flower once it was put up. Um, for days afterwards, I was just playing it over and over and over again. Well, you and may I, as well get your money's worth. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm if you, long. If you didn't get a t-shirt, you I'm, might as well get a song. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm still far off from that. But the thing is that I, I haven't figured out 
what it was about this song or what it is about me that made me play that song so many times. And I'm th- I'm thinking like I'm I've I've probably listened to that song over fifty times. That's that's, that's like forty eight times more than me. Well, it's it's probably more times than I've listened to some songs on Lotus Flower MPLS Sound, and I rate those albums extremely high, highly. They're, they're some of the greatest albums that he's released in a long, long time, and just phenomenal. But I don't know what it was. I just don't know what it was. Well, you so, had to play it more to get into it, or you play it more because every time you listen to it, you like it more? Correct. I haven't gotten to the bottom of it, so I won't spend the whole show talking about it, but it's just that I haven't... Just making the point that I don't know why I kept listening to it, but it is true that the more I listened to it, the more I enjoyed it, and the more I found within the song that I liked. And basically, my summary of the song is this. I, To me, it's a mix between... Um, and I don't want to reference old songs, so I won't, but a mix between some of the more up-tempo kind of psychedelic late 80s material and some of the more gutsy rock and roll of the mid-90s with a sophistication and, and, and arrangements that are very much Prince in the now. And I put those three elements together and, and I really like the song. I'm, I'm quite a big fan of it and... Um, you know, I put my headphones in, I, I logged into Lotus Flower, and I just kept listening to it, listening to it, doing stuff in the background, and there's some great stuff happening there. I mean, the opening, it's so powerful, uh, almost power chords, you know, like, the, the drumming's really, really powerful as well, and uh, we'll go into this later, but I believe it's Chris Coleman on drums. Um, the 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 kind of, the, the verses are, are kind of cool, um, they're up-tempo, they're a bit Rockabilly, uh, 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 very bouncy. Um, the lyrics, I find them interesting. I, I've heard from some people that that don't really f- haven't found them um, particularly inspiring. I actually find them quite um, resounding in some cases, and and um, it, more introspective and less preachy than what uh, maybe other people, you know, have um, have thought they are. And, and the guitar playing, superb. And I just find that the tempo changes are really, really cool. Um, the rhythm throughout the song is is awesome. Um, and and the, the look, okay, I'll reference an old song. It's the play in the sunshine of... <laughs> 2010. Of 2010. It's almost that, you know, I, they're very different songs, but oh, I don't know. There's just, there's a similarity there. So I'll hand it over to everyone else. Um... Anyone got their hands up in the air for this? Uh, I'll take it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I kind of agree with a lot of things you're saying. I, I kind of had the same thing where I, the first time I heard it, I thought, yeah, it's pretty cool. But then I just got to listen to it more and more. And, and then it really just sort of hit me. I'm like, man, this is a really cool song. And I think I've, I've probably overplayed it a bit now because I'm kind of over it now, I think. But, um, yeah, that I do agree. It's a really great song. I wouldn't say it's, like, completely first rate, but it's very good um some songs I've got listed here that it reminds me of um Glass Cutter sounds similar to Glass Cutter to me uh Cyber Single as well uh Rock and Roll is Alive again that sort of up-tempo rock and then lots of changes kind of thing and uh, also the rock section from The Last December 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Reminds me of that also. Uh, towards the end where it kind of goes into a more, like, you know, Arabic rock kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, I, I really like all the, the different sections. Um, there's that section in the middle where it kind of goes a bit, that little happy section, which sounds to me like it sort of evolved from uh, the way they used to do the intro to come together live. You know, it sort of starts all happy and then they sort of turned it into come together. Yeah. Which you can see on Lotus Flower, the video there. Um, the thing, yeah, the thing that I think that most impressed me when it's probably the fourth or fifth time I listened to it and I heard the drums and suddenly I heard the drums like beyond just it suddenly hit me, man, this is definitely not Prince playing these drums because <laughs> just amazing drums. And I, and I was thinking, oh, you know, it could be Blackwell, but it just it just sounds a bit different to Blackwell. It sounds like a different kit. There's a lot a lot more cymbals, a lot more um, really tiny rim shot kind of stuff, just beautiful. And then there's that fill at 3.53. It's like a 10-second fill. It goes over two bars, and it just mm-hmm. blows, blows your mind completely. And I was like, man, whoever this drummer is, that's pretty amazing. And then, so there's some pretty solid rumours out there now that it is Chris Coleman. And uh, he definitely looks the goods, in my opinion. Um, guitar playing, awesome, as always. Uh, I, I kind of agree with you, the lyrics. I think the lyrics are quite interesting. Um, yeah, a very uh, solid track, very good solid track. And, you know, if this was on an album, I'd be more than happy with it. But uh, I wouldn't rate it as high as uh, Lotus Flower material, personally. But yeah, it's very good. So while we've got Toe Jam here, I'm sure in a previous podcast <laughs> talking about something on Lotus Flower, you you talked about cause and effect. I did. <laughs> <laughs> we need to go back and find that. Yeah, go for I, it. Wanna, I need to hear what it is. <laughs> I'm, I, I just remember you saying something about cause and effect. It was during the Colonized Mind review. Yeah, wasn't it? I think it was uh, when Tojem was talking about the verses and the upload-download kind of mm. structure of that song. Well, what can I say? I mean, like, if he wants to steal from me, that's that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Prince just better watch out, Tojem. You, no, you, you should sue him. You should sue him. That's what you should, should do. Mm. Yeah, that's copyright. <laughs> he, he stole it. No, if it was a threat on the org, you would be disgustingly steal. <laughs> oh man yeah so uh okay player have you got anything on, on this uh, I agree with you two guys it's, it is it is quite a good song um I do agree it's a bit like playing the stuff Sunshine of 2010 but you know how the, the version on Son of the Times is radically different to the Son of the Times movie version yeah I think this song has the same sort of element if he took it live it, he could kick it up a few notches and it, it'd be even more powerful because there is those little happy parts and stuff that kind of make it Prince light yeah I, I don't like the haze I don't like the haze um to me it sounds like Morris what's wrong with Morris no 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 not Mr. Hayes <laughs> the, the little haze through the oh. it sounds like but um yeah it sort of sounds more like a planet earth era track than than a lotus track yeah I can hear that. yeah so definitely so I don't know if this was something that's worked on from that era um obviously the the intro is from Montreux 
Wow, I forgot to mention that. Yeah. <laughs> Can't but, believe it. But, um, yeah, like, there's a lot of people I've seen on the, um, I was reading on the net that they don't really like this song and they've had enough and all this. I'm stuff. amazed at how much negativity there is about this. I, ca- I can't, I can't believe, I can't believe yeah, how much negativity there is about a song that is this good. It's ridiculous. About so, a song that you didn't pay your cent for. That's right. Yeah. And like there's people out there some people bearing it. Oh, you know, this, you know, this isn't as good as America. Well, it's like, well, <laughs> that's because it's not. That's not America. It's something else. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think I think it is quite good, but I also think that it does have a lot more potential too. So maybe in a live setting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it, I, I agree with Toe Jam. It's it's not like the greatest thing I've ever heard from him, but it's not certainly not the worst that that all these people saying they're going to leave uh, Prince behind in droves. So. Doesn't doesn't make sense, does it? No. I just had a, I just had a quick uh, thought. If those, Im- imagine that the strings in the last minute, minute and a half were actually like live si- strings played by the Sydney Symphony Orchestra in that, the Opera that, House. At the Opera House <laughs> <laughs> in Australia, oh. that'd be quite cool. The intro, uh, the uh, I am here. Where are you? Ha ha ha. <laughs> the, that's 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 Montreux. That's live at Montreux, and I'm I'm saying that because I was there. I was there in the, at the first show, and I was there at the second show, and right after when I lay my hands on you, he went into um, uh, Stratus, and and it, that was kind of the, the, the segue into that. So that's definitely Montreux. And now I'm thinking to myself, if... I mean, those Montreux gigs were in July 2009, right? This song comes out in the first quarter of 2010, He's obviously taken that sample from a from the from DVD, a, the Montreux a, DVD. <laughs> exactly, like he's, he's he's taken the sample from the Montreux DVD from the upcoming <laughs> Montreux release. Sitting on his coffee table. That's amazing. Like to me, um, I mean, we're obviously joking, but it, how cool would that be? Second of all, even if there's no DVD release um, or whatever, he's he's obviously gone back and taking the sample from the audio or, the, or or the recording of those concerts. So it's just interesting that he's revisiting the Montreux shows in some way. And I, for one, have just still got my fingers crossed that maybe he mm. he um, views that footage or listens to that amazing material and is inspired enough to, to, to make, make something more of it, you know, and allow people... Don't just put a few more clips on your website or online or whatever, but, you know, use use the production stuff that Montreux have, that Eagle Rock Entertainment have. Create a great package and... Um, uh, release it. And rele- yeah, release <laughs> it, exactly. And just, you know, put it out there for the world to see and stack it up against all the other live at Montreux releases and all the other concert DVD releases. And, and, and get back into the... To, to the shops and you know and people pe- I'm telling you that not only would it sell but not only Prince fans but people that are even vaguely curious at Prince the artist and as a live performer etc would pick this up and and it would be I, I just think it would be great it would really be from a musical point of view the material is not all you know popular classic hits kind of you know radio you know fit for radio play which is also great because it's exp- it would expose people to the other side of of prince and his and his music and, and his art so yeah I, I hope that's exactly what happened so um 
I hope he's still listening to the Montreux shows and I hope he's still doing post-production eight or nine months later and that's all I've got to say about that. I think it's more Captain- likely it's on his coffee table. Uh, you shall never listen to this, only me. <laughs> Captain, I am here. Where are you? <laughs> dropped off. Mystified silence. <laughs> I'm That's here. classic. I'm here. I'm here. You're here? All right, good. <laughs> I was just pausing for comedic effect. Ah, uh, okay, okay. As you do. Yeah. Um, this song is too rocky and not enough funky. That's all I've got to say. Well, it's not a funk track. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's not as good as America, I'll say that much. Ooh. I want to know who said that. That's hilarious. <laughs> is it just a song? Uh, I don't think I've listened to it enough to, to get it. I've listened to it two, maybe three times. No, that's not enough. It, that's it, not it just enough. seems all over the place. Yeah, when I and, first heard it... And I, I've, I, listened, I've listened to a lot of stuff which is all over the place, but still somehow flows. But this doesn't for me. But I, I, I do need to listen to it a bit more. But, you know, hey, it was funny. I didn't pay for it. So I'm not complaining. And there's a backwards message in there somewhere. Mm. Oh, oh, that's yeah. so cool. That's awesome. I don't even know what it means, but it sounds awesome. What was it? I knew it, but I can't remember. Um, Maybe like contracts. Contracts only make you smaller or something. Uh, 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 uh. Is that it? Is that official now? He's yeah. Such a I, comedian. Well, I did it in Audacity, and that's what it came up. Oh, uh, okay. Uh. Cool, cool, cool. It's interesting. It's, if it's Chris Coleman on the drums, that I haven't decided if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Because he's a great drummer, but how is he going to fit in into a Prince band? I haven't figured that out yet. Well, it's right. It's right in front of you. Listen to cause and effect. There's your answer. Yeah, but is that a Prince band or is that just a Prince track with a drummer? Yeah, I don't know. Who do you, let's just move away from the drums for a second. Who do you think's playing bass if it's not Prince? Larry. No. I think it's Prince on the bass. There's Come not on. much bass in there, actually. It's pretty bass light. No, no calls, no, no, no well, calls not, for Tal Wilkenfeld? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I'd love Good her thing. to be on there. We can only she was it. jamming at Paisley, so I've heard. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I just don't know about this song. I, I can't say it's good or it's bad. I just don't get it yet. When, it, when, it, when it first came on, all of us were online, and I said to you guys straight up, I said, I can't review this after one listen. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't, you can't, like, digest it all in one go. You have to, like, give it, Specifically like... Specifically this song. Yeah, you have to give it two or three goes to sort of appreciate it for what it is. If you if you listen to it once and write it off, then there's something wrong with you. Yeah, I didn't write it off. I just listened to it and I thought I don't get that. Then I yeah. listened to it again. I listened to it again the next day, and I listened to it just before this show, and I still don't get it. Give it so a few more. It's pretty explosive. Like those first few chords, they're just really explosive. I think it's. The, I don't know the the thing that the vibe I get from it is it's not. It's it's 
as to quote somewhere I read, it's Prince on autopilot. That's oh, man. Like See, but the thing is, that, like, the first 10 or 15 seconds, they're just so gold experience-esque to me. It's just, like, big drums, big chords, almost endorphin machine-like. Those first... That's just pure rock. That's the thing that sucked me in when I started listening to it. I and as much as I like the gold experience, I just I don't get that vibe from it. Yeah. I just get this feeling that it's uh, I don't know. He just chucked out another track just for something to do. I don't know. Well, it's, well, it's interesting. Why was it released? It doesn't really seem to be tagged into any project as of yet. Maybe it's it was to try and try and please the Lotus Flower subscribers. But it was in the what? the last week of their year is, is it by putting it on a radio broadcast first <laughs> yeah doesn't make that but doesn't well, you make know, well you know Lotus Flowers always got stuff first <laughs> remember all those videos from Montreux you know where we got them first Michelle Shelby. <laughs> Shelby, exactly. Shelby come back on the show where you been <laughs> what is, um, uh, you, got, you got any more secret videos come on <laughs> Maybe a secret DVD produced by Eagle Rock Entertainment. She hasn't put a video up for a while. Maybe something big is coming. Or Maybe. Not. <laughs> she can wear a peach and black T-shirt while hosting Maybe. it too. Yeah, we sent you a T-shirt, Shelby. Come on. You, gotta, you said you're going to wear it in the next video, and then you never made another video. <laughs> <laughs> When's the next video? Do you have any questions from any of our... Well, I'll just find it. This is oh, from, you take, take, take your time. I'll just pad and talk and waste time. It's from Richard L, RL81, on the forum. Richard Little. His, his question is, Richard Little, that's the one. Where do you think, I guess all of us, where do we think Prince's career is heading over the next five to ten years, and what would you like to happen over the next decade? Wow, as a fan. Yes. Well, that's an interesting question from Richard L. Uh, anyone want to take that? I could quickly say, uh, Prince is going to do what Prince is going to do, and we could just sit back and whinge about it, which is Prince. what we do. <laughs> but, but, that's, but that's pretty much right. He'll he'll do what he wants to do. Yeah, but the, I guess the question was, what do you what want? Do we what do think? What, I mean, look, we, we, we don't... Usually we talk about the music. Um, sometimes we talk about, you know, how cool would it be for this or for that, but really it's more about the music. But, you know, Richard Richard L. from um, Cyberspace is asking the Peach and Black podcast where we think Prince's career is going or is heading or it will end up within the next next five or ten years and, and um, you know, and what and would we like to see. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. So... Um, but in brackets, he does say, you know, where do you think Prince's career? And then in brackets, musically, release avenues, like is he going to do internet stuff? Is he going to do back to a label? Mm. And concerts, is he going to do residencies? Is he going to tour again? Millions of things in that question. Yeah. yeah. So, I uh, think residencies is his, or even just one-off shows, like he's been doing like Montreal and stuff. But I mm. think he's much more likely to do a residency than a... a tour of, you know, 10 cities or whatever that, like he used to do. Mm. Yeah, I think the days of, you know, an album a year, a tour a year might be pushing it a bit. I think what we'll get is maybe an album every second year and a tour every second year. Or, and, and I don't expect him to do really massive, extensive tours like he used to. 
I think um, the kind of things that he did in 2009, like sort of playing a few shows in Montreux, a few shows in Monaco, a few shows in Paris, I think that's kind of more the norm of what we're going to see. Mm. And that's, you know, that's he's in his 50s now, so I, if he does more, that'd be awesome. But, you know, oh, but if you're expecting Jan, more, I think you'll be disappointed. Jan, age, age is just a number. Yeah, I saw, the, I saw Wayne Shorter, who's like 76 or 77 years old, a little while ago, and he's still going strong. Oh, yeah, but he's not playing like, you know, 90 shows a year like Prince does occasionally used to do. Yeah, that's true, that's true. And that's what I'm saying. I, you know, I expect him to keep playing, and to, you know, forever, until he keeps going. Uh, but I don't expect him to do, like, massive, extensive American tours. Like, he might do one more big American tour, like a musicology tour. He might do one more of them, I reckon. Is he going to play the hits for the last time? Oh, uh, for sure. <laughs> oh, I hope so. I'd love to hear them. <laughs> <laughs> You got the album. You got the album. Play the album. I'll just say this one thing I'd like him to do in the next 10 years is uh, release uh, some, and you know, I don't, I don't just want, I'm not just talking about Montreux here, but I think it's, it, time is ripe to release a really high quality uh, concert footage DVD, regardless of uh, any era, whichever era. Way overdue. Way, it 2009. Way overdue. Like, we walk into, like, you know, you walk into a shop, and we've talked about this before, and you just... It's, it's embarrassing, almost. It's sad. It is pretty sad. I mean, you know, you'd love to... I mean, oh, what was the, la- the last sort of, you know, full-length concert he released? It was Love Sexy 88. And, you know, that, that concert blows just about everything out of the water. And then you've got, you've got all these other ones that are like little 40-minute edits and... Live at the Aladdin and Sacrifice of Victor and this kind of stuff. Like, it's good stuff. Which is all it's, edited and... That's right. Yeah. It's like... But it's not high quality. It's not, yeah. you know, it's not um, 5.1 Dolby Digital or even on Blu-ray, like, master audio. Can you imagine listening to Prince in, like, lossless sound? Yeah. That'd be unbelievable, you know. It's just, yeah. It's like if there's one thing in his, you know, in terms of his releases that's sort of needs a void that's you know, needs to be filled. That's it, I reckon. Well, the, yeah, and I, just on that, and I know you've probably got more to say, but I'll just quickly jump in um, and say that the thing about Prince is that he's he's been pioneering in so many ways. The one way that he really has not been a pioneer for a long time now is visually and with visual product. I mean, you, you see some of the DVDs and the DVD box sets and DVD packages that other artists are coming out with, and some of them are absolutely brilliant magical even you know from the from the design of the artwork and the packaging to the extra features to the quality of the audio and the video i mean people are really pushing the boundaries of technology and he he you know the last thing he put out was live at the aladdin mm. yeah. it's just disappointing <laughs> from a fan's point of view you know it, it's not all about what oh we we want this we want that we love the music we love the concerts, and we'd love to be able to sit at home and put something on. But, you know, maybe I've just actually hit the nail on the head <laughs> there. Maybe maybe it's intentional. Um, you know, maybe he's not releasing it because he thinks, oh, people won't come to the shows or, you know. Uh, that's that garbage. That doesn't make sense because then why, why would you release Live at the Aladdin, you know? It doesn't make sense. People will come to the shows Regardless. more and more often. Yeah. Nothing beats the live experience, but, you know... Anyway, that was my little rant. Sorry, Tojem. Well, I don't want to keep going on about this, but I think part of it might be he likes the element of surprise, and you know he hasn't done many live albums as well. And I think that's 
he likes the element of surprising people in live concerts. So maybe he feels if he puts out all these live albums and stuff that that element will be gone, kind of thing. Who knows? Yeah, I, I read something on the org. I think it was on the org, and I don't know if there's any truth. It's got to it. be true. Oh, it's on the org. It must be true. But it said, I mean, it was. It could have just been a stupid comment. But when I thought about it, it, it could have some truth in it. Someone asked asked a similar question to why doesn't he put out some DVDs or something? And someone said because he doesn't want to give Warner's any money because every track, old track that he plays, is owned by Warner's. He's got to pay Warner's for each track that's on the DVD. Is there any truth in that? I mean, he could do a, a DVD of all new tracks, and he'd own it because he owns all the new stuff. But he any, would get he would get composer royalties though. So maybe it's not yeah. that he has to pay them. It's just that he wouldn't be getting as much. Because mm. yeah, I thought about that and I thought, well, yeah, maybe he still hates Warner's. He doesn't want to give him one cent, so he's not going to put a DVD of any old material, any old tracks out. No, because he's. So, I, I might be wrong, but he's still. If he he's the copyright of the composition. Not Warner Brothers owns the master recordings, but he still mm. owns the actual compositions mm. of. So yeah. He can re-record them in live concert, concert and release them that way. Yeah. You know, I may be wrong. I'm not an expert. But that's See, the, yeah, they, they might not get any money. Like I said, it might just be a, a comment with no meaning, but then I start to think maybe it is. I don't know. It's hard to say. But see, the, the great thing so about... It seems, it seems he's gotten over his Warner Brothers... Hang-ups. Hang-ups and forgiven them, so maybe there's nothing in that. I don't know. Just just on this whole DVD talk, I mean, this was, I know that some people, uh, some people have uh, coming from with the opinion that maybe um, he doesn't want to release like the Musicology Tour or Live in London because you know in, on those tours he played a lot of his best known material and because he plays that often enough and repeats you know that in, li- in a live setting it might lose some of its magic but I think maybe that's one of the reasons why a Live in Montreux DVD release would be great because of the amount of rare material that he played and you mm-hmm. know if you didn't see um, when the lights go down at Montreux or she spoke to me or you know any number or when I lay my hands on you you probably won't hear that stuff very often ever again and that, that gets me thinking some of the like live at Aladdin stuff you know the, the duet with Push and Pull with Nick Acosta and some of the other stuff you know it's kind of it's a bit more rare um, I don't know I don't know if there's any there's any well maybe uh, that's why we only it. got about 80 minutes instead of the full three hours of that Las Vegas show. Maybe, Maybe like yeah. 40 minutes of the show. <laughs> yeah, it's not long, is it? It's not long at all. Well, if I got three hours of the way that was filmed, I wouldn't want three hours of it either. <laughs> <laughs> Five minutes was enough. Yeah. It's just, it is, it is, um, you know, it's, it's very frustrating putting on live at the Aladdin. I can't even. I can't remember the last time I've watched that. Anyway, but um, it, it was. It's frustrating to think about having to put on live at the Aladdin onto DVD, listening to it in stereo, and you know the the picture quality isn't the picture quality isn't particularly good. Um, and then you know I'll throw in something like Dave Matthews Band live at Central Park, and it just blows my system out hmm. of the water. Or I'll put Jeff Beck, you know, live performing at Ronnie Scott's, or I'll put Queen live in Wembley on, or you know, Pink Floyd, um, their the '94 con, or just or something, you know. And this is like older material that just sounds and looks amazing, um, and it's pre- preserved forever, and it's just frustrating. I can say I've never watched the full Aladdin DVD. I think I've watched 10 minutes of it, and that was enough. (laughs) Was it... 
I mean, as, as horribly bad as that was filmed, wasn't it like Beastie Boys released a whole concert DVD which was filmed by audience people? Yeah. And everyone said that was excellent. Has anyone, have you, any of you seen it? I haven't seen uh, it, no. Bits and pieces it, of it. But, but every review I, I saw of it said it was great. But I think it's more the concept that they think is great. Yeah. Not so yeah. much the actual footage yeah, itself. I would, I would kind of expect that from Beastie Boys, though. Yeah. If I was going to get All a DVD, it, I kind of expect it to look like that. But with someone like Prince and his caliber and perfectionism, I'd expect the quality to be better. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, it is. It so is all, frustrating. All the people who said that Beastie Boys DVD was great, we should send them Aladdin and see if they still think that concept's great. <laughs> and the, the the thing about all this DVD discussion as well, I know we're going around in circles a little bit, but it so many times I'll I'll feel like I'll be at home and I want to watch some live music. Um, you know, like during the week or whatever, and I, I want to put on a concert or a, some some music uh, music DVD, and I'd love to put on a Prince DVD, but you know what are the options exactly? So I'll Don't put you on. Still have your laser disc of Love Sexy? No. <laughs> so so I'll put on Weather Report live in Montreux, or I'll put on the new Stevie Wonder release, or I'll put on some of Zappa's stuff, or because you know all the other ones I mentioned, and I'm sure you guys do the same. You know, we all watch music DVDs. And it's just a shame that, you know, your favourite artist doesn't have anything out, really. I mean, yeah. Aladdin isn't it, man. <laughs> and you know what? If, if Prince wants to be the people uploading all these other things of live footage on YouTube, that's the way to do it. Release the DVDs. Hmm. I'm not saying just, to release all the DVDs, but, you know, it'll... You know, because that's where everyone's going now. Is they're going to YouTube, they're looking up Prince, they're... And, watching yeah, my performances. I, when you I, type in Prince into YouTube, the first thing that comes out is that uh, the one with Michael Jackson and James Brown. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, that, that's kind of embarrassing, to be honest. <laughs> but, like, surely you don't want that as the first thing that, you know, you imagine all those teenagers out there that just have a vague knowledge of Prince. They type in Prince into YouTube and that's what they and get. that's what they see. <laughs> well, the, thing, the other thing like, is that teenagers and, and people that aren't fans, even older folk... If they walk into a shop, they can buy the music. Yeah. They can't buy anything else. They go into the music DVD section. They'll buy all the other artists. They won't buy anything by Prince. And yeah. if they buy Aladdin, they might even be dissuaded from looking yeah. into his catalog further because they're like, what is this? This looks like some sort well, of... they might play. see the cover of Rave and say, I'm not buying that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But MC, MC, you just said Aladdin doesn't cut it. And it just reminded me of... The, so the alleged reason that he can, cancelled the Black Album was he didn't want that anger-filled thing to be the last thing that he left on on this earth. So he wants to leave the earth with Aladdin as the last DVD he left. <laughs> that's, that's not a. It's, think about yeah. that, Prince. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> make much sense. A decent DVD. <laughs> it doesn't make much sense. But anyway, let's get on to what else we think. Um, uh, just answering the question, obviously, that by um, Richard L. Anyone else got a, uh, any uh, kind of ideas of the next five or ten years? And again, remember, we're answering a fan's question um, or, or what you'd like to see. I think Toe Jam hit it, though. It's going to be less touring and less frequency of albums. It's not going to be every year like it used to be. Yeah, winding down a little bit. Mm. Slowing down, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'd, I, um... I sincerely want 
the next five or ten years to for him to do what he wants to do and you know it, I know some other fans might have a lot to say about what I'm about to say but personally if Prince took a few years off from recording from touring and just lived his life that's fine as well um, you know live a little regenerate recoup be inspired by the world again and then put that into your art you know that that's living that's being an artist as well I mean it doesn't you don't have to constantly churn out material and and you know um, record every note and then send it out to the masses I mean um, you know you can saturate the market that way and and um, you know there's no right or wrong but it's just a thought uh, so you know if he didn't do anything for the next five five years and then came back with an album that would be cool You'd the wait, the wait, a damn good album though. The yes, wait, yeah, exactly. Yeah. After five years, well, you you'd know think what? this better be the best thing he's ever done. Making yeah. us wait for five years, but see, Dan, yeah. he couldn't do that because the pressure would just—it would kill anyone. Yeah. If you had, if you put out an album or two every year for like thirty years, and then you have five years off, you better come back with a damn good album. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Imagine the pressure of that would just—it would kill anyone. But I was just thinking now. Imagine that. Imagine that. Post two thousand and three, he had two thousand and four, two thousand five, two thousand six, two thousand seven, and two thousand and eight off, and took the best songs of Musicology thirty one twenty one Planet Earth and Lotus Flower MPLS Sound and made one to twelve track album out of that. I reckon that would be. That could be. One of the greatest Prince albums. Ever, it'd be a statement, sure. It, it would be, yeah. It would be like, but again, it's like, wow. you know, everyone's going to have different opinions on what those ten, twelve tracks should be. So. Sure, sure. But can you imagine? And like, we know be... which which ones he would choose as well. <laughs> that wouldn't be the ones you would expect. Because yeah, be all the midnights and uh, resolution. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so yeah, I don't know, and. Uh, I mean, we're, the world's running a bit dry. I guess we don't have too much to say about what we uh, what we expect over the next five or ten years. Um, even if that's true, even if you know he could be running out of ideas, there's a vault in Paisley Park, which I hear is full of good ideas, or not so good <laughs> ideas, according to some people. Yeah, I mean, you never I, know. I really, I could live with with everything if he never released a new album again. Sure. And just release stuff from the vault. I would be happy with that. Uh, regardless, regardless of the quality of the stuff in the vault, I still think the crappest track he made in 1985 is pretty good to a few tracks I've heard from him the last few years. Yeah. That's what uh, I think. I actually think, I've just had this thought, again, answering our listener's question. Uh, I would love Prince, it would just be, and very interesting to hear him do something that he's never done before. And what I mean by that is go purely instrumental and really kind of just 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 go in a completely different direction. Um, maybe even like ambient, maybe classical orchestral works, maybe just instrumental jazz. Who knows? But I think really, if I had, if if you could just come up with one thing that would really that you think would be 
amazing. I, I just go back to our Sydney Opera House review. <laughs> <laughs> I I was listening I was listening to the love we make earlier today and oh wow imagine the love we make with like a 30 something piece orchestra wow here we go again here we go again this is Sydney Opera House review part 2 oh, what about this track oh <laughs> get the love we make oh, oh. god <laughs> Crazy! Such a good song, such a good song, and it would just be brilliant. It would be so cool. Talking oh. about instrumentals and talking about Montro, I've got a DVD in my hand. It's live at Montro, 1981. Mike Oldfield. It is a damn good DVD. <laughs> That's from 1981. Yeah. Go and buy it. It's <laughs> bloody good. You want I a want damn Prince good? To, I want Prince to watch that and get inspired and go and make some instrumental music instrumental music and it's it's not news I'll tell you that uh, news is a, news is a great album news is a very solid album but anyway uh, what else what else what else anyone else got uh, Toe Jam Player you guys next 5-10 years anything player that you haven't uh, kind of uh, come up with I think at the, at the start of the last decade I had Ideas of a lot more w- what I'd like to seem to do, and nothing really that materialised. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not really having any expectations because when it doesn't happen, then you sort of feel a little bit let down. So, mm. you know, I, I just accept what comes out now and just take it for what it is. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I mm. think I think at the at deep down, I'm quite similar to that. We, we probably we, we all might be. But I, just speaking for myself, I, I agree with you there. It, I, I, I'm grateful for 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 the new material. And in fact, thinking about Lotus Flower, the album, I mean, I still can't get over what a what a that was an explosion in 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 March 2009. God, that, that really rocked my world. That album, ex- explosive, is your word of the day. <laughs> but it really, and it's still to this day. I can put on Lotus Flower and. To me, it's as solid as the gold experience, as love, sexy, as purple rain. It is just—it's—it's mm. it's a great album. It's a great and album, exactly. It's that great album that 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 I was really hoping he had another one, it, you know, left in him, and I'm sure he's got more. But yeah, Lotus Flower. I just—I <laughs> know we're not talking about it necessarily, but you know, brilliant. It's just a brilliant work. Brilliant work. Ah. Uh, have we mentioned the Montreux DVD? <laughs> <laughs> it's and the Sydney and and and, and and Prince playing with a full symphony orchestra. Have we talked about that? <laughs> You're pushing your luck now. <laughs> Can you imagine purple and mold? Oh. <laughs> imagine that at the opera house. Cause and effect with real strings. Wow. Uh, I wouldn't that, mind that, hearing that would be my toilet break. I wouldn't mind hearing um Prince get involved with some kind of hardcore jazz jazz cats um, that that are still around. That'd be pretty cool. Just just you know playing off each other, maybe jamming, maybe coming up with with some new material. That'd be cool. Be interesting. But yeah, whatever comes next, um, we'll be here. We'll be listening. We'll be waiting. Yeah, yeah. Did we talk about Did we talk about Chris Coleman? (laughs) Yeah, we did. Crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, player. I was going to say, but thank you for the question. If anyone else has questions, please submit them. Yeah, 
we'll and, answer uh, we'll, them for you. We'll do our best to answer them. Send them, send them to funkytempleradio at gmail.com. Cheaper than a phone call. <laughs> it is. Oh. <laughs> yes, I or am. you can you can you can upload your question too, and we'll play it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. onto the forums. We so, actually do have one you... audio question, which we'll put in the next one. Okay. We'll that... And don't forget the Peach and Black forums, peachandblack.proboards.com. Join up there and see all the secret things that don't get onto the show. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so. um <laughs> Outtakes. If you Boot guys leg. haven't got anything else, come and get it. <laughs> oh man, what's that funky, that funky beat in the background? Oh, I'm loving that. Yeah. Check out the bass play. Who's that on the bass? That sounds me. like Tal Wilkenfeld. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind hearing Tal Wilkenfeld play "Shoot the Duck." Oh yeah. She can shoot my duck anytime. That sounds alright. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's about all for the Peter Blake podcast. <laughs> we all might right. be back next time. Come over here. Come over here, duck. Come over here. I want to teach you a lesson. Come over here, duck. Come over here. I say. Come over here, duck. Can't you see my big gun? Over here, Doug. Say, come over here. Come over here, Doug. I want to teach you a lesson. Come over here, Doug. Come over here, I say. Yeah.